Welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Chris Dewar, and I'm joined by my co-host, Taylor Sokol. Today, we're going to be reviewing the new musical comedy film, The Prom, which is directed by Ryan Murphy, with a screenplay by Bob Martin and Chad Begulin. They both also wrote the original musical, and the musical featured lyrics by Chad Begulin and music by Matthew Sklar. This is a new version of the musical Onto Screen. It's available on Netflix. And it tells the story of a young girl who is denied the uh, ability to go to her senior prom because she's gay. She wants to take her girlfriend, and the town goes crazy and says no. Well, four Broadway vets who are losing their limelight get word of this. And they think, you know what would put us back in the good sense of the, the press is if we go and do something and change someone's lives, maybe we'll get back onto the, the Broadway lights. So they come to this small town in Indiana in a not the best, uh, you know, sense. But then a lot of uh, a lot of fun and a lot of love happens. And it's just a fun all around musical. I got to see the show on Broadway. I thought it was a blast. It was a great time. I was very excited to see this uh, take via film. Taylor, this was your first time ever to see this material. What was your like take on all this? Yeah, well, I mean, I never even knew there was a prom musical. The only prom I knew was the prom I didn't go to. Um, <laughs> times are tough. Friends are few. But no, I thought this was very fun. I really enjoy uh, any kind of uh, movie musical if it's done well. I really love the energy. I thought the source material and the the message it conveyed was really good, especially this day and age. Unfortunately, this thing of um, acceptance, no matter um, what your uh, gender, race, uh, sexual orientation, anything, you know, that is going to be a common element. I think that just coming to grips with who you are and, you know, accepting other people, no matter what. And I think this really speaks to uh, a lot of generations still today. I really love the, the costumes and I uh, was really, when I saw Ryan Murphy, I was like, wow, you know, he, he's <laughs> clearly he's shown, he's got the uh, skills to create really good uh, musical uh, media properties. Yeah. This is definitely one of those shows that is a, uh, it's an ode to Broadway. It's a big love of Broadway. Um, the, a lot of the music in this is um, each number is almost in a way, doing his style or making fun of a famous Broadway show. And, but it also has this great message and it has this heart to it. And it's kind of fun because as you said, we're seeing this generation, we're seeing the older generation and the problems that these four Broadway vets and even the, the teacher is going through. And then what the young kids are going through and they're still kind of dealing with this, these issues of intolerance and uh, not accepting people. Um, yeah, I thought if, if anyone was right for the job here, it was definitely Ryan Murphy. He he's really, um, you know, over the last decade or even two decades, yeah. the amount of work that he's not only directed, but produced has ranged so much from, yeah, more of the you know musical side with Glee. But he's had so many of these really intense production shows with, you know, American Horror Story and such that 
you could tell that so much money was put into this for the production value. Um, the original musical was very loud and proud, and this was even bigger and crazier. And yeah, the costumes are just so flashy. And you know, when you when you're taking them, we talked about this on our episode, stage to screen. When you're taking a musical that's a Broadway show, even though there's usually really nice sets, now you get to play with like real live, you know, places. And they did not uh, deter from that, for, you know, for this movie. They really, you know, right in the beginning, it looks like the right smack there in New York on the streets of Broadway and then going to the small town high school. And then there's a scene where they go to big, like, you know, monster truck rally and there's scenes at a hotel and there's scenes, you know, a big mall. It's like they definitely got to play with a lot more of a playground being with the production value. Let's go to the cast here for a second here. Um, we got some big names in this. You know, I, I, we've been talking about all these movies that have, I, I would imagine this was probably a movie that was going to be slated to go to theaters. Mm-hmm. It did have a, a limited release in theaters. It has to do that to count for awards. Um, but some big names in this. And first off, oh, gotta love her. Meryl Streep. I think this is probably one of my favorite roles she's ever done. She mm-hmm. she nailed it. And she yeah. plays this uh, Broadway uh, diva, Dee Dee who uh, is a two-time Tony Award winner, and she she's the true diva. She does really, the character is a great kind of love letter to like the greats like Patti LuPone. Patti LuPone. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I, and for me, that was, I, I saw that right away and, and dab, dabbling in a little bit of theater uh, throughout my life, I can recognize some of those uh, instances. And yeah, her, her singing chops and just the way that she lights up the stage as always and the screen. I'm a huge Meryl Streep fan. So this was a, I was really happy with the casting choice for her. Uh, next we have James Corden. Now for some people, this has actually caused a little bit of um, a little bit of a, a pain because James is a straight man playing a notably very gay character. And this has really become one of those uh, stigmas today of uh, should gay characters only be allowed to play, you know, you know, by, by gay people. Well, I think because it is one of those big, flashy musical movies. And the thing is, James came from the stage. Where yes. he originated from is from the stage. Uh, so he's he's had a lot of theatrical work in his time before he kind of became who he is now, this kind of big talk show host. And I thought he did great in this movie. I thought he, you know, it, it was a little bit of uh, weird to first connect that one, he's speaking American, you know, English. That was yeah. a bit like, oh, I'm so used to hearing his British, you know, that I was like, oh, OK. But honestly, I didn't think he he didn't ham it up too much to be like overly over the top. No. I thought he was just enough. And then he had there's a lot of, you know, the character of Barry goes through a lot of things in this movie about his past. He connects the most with our young Emma because he was that kid that um, was struggling when he was coming out and he had to like have a huge disconnect with his family. He's a big part of the heart of this film, especially towards the, the third act. He, he gets, I think James Corden, not having a lot of lives uh, or a lot of screen uh, credits, but this is probably one of his best performances. And, yeah. but I think on top of that, I think there's also that issue is having uh, really good or original Broadway, you know, stars be able to, to be in these productions but I think the fact that he's come from the stage that he originated from there, this was really good for him to come back into that. And I thought, you know, looking at all these other names, there's not, it's not that full of 
big headliner names. Mm-hmm. I want to say about th- maybe three big headliner names. Other than that, I think it, it was a good well-rounded cast of people that I didn't expect to be chosen for this film. Yeah, well, the next headliner name, of course, is Nicole Kidman, who gets to play the kind of more fossy chorus girl that's looking for the limelight. And she was great, perfectly cast for this role. She's just so tall, and she's got that tall in those limbs and those long arms, and her whole character is trying to, you know, she's a chorus girl that wants to be playing the role of Roxy. She's been in Chicago for, like, years, and she's just never gotten her chance and she comes out to Indiana to help. And she's kind of like the she's kind of like the fun drunk aunt in a way. Like she's <laughs> yeah. just like there to kind of like boost up Emma's spirits and give a little morale. And she has this whole number called Zazz where it's like you got to get your Zazz on, you know, show your Zazz. And it's one of the classic songs from the musical. I thought she did great. She looked great. You know, we love her from Moulin Rouge, you know, being in a musical movie. So it was kind of fun to have her back in the sense of a musical. Um, to complete the four, you have Broadway, you know, vet and has been killing it on the screen the last few years. Andrew Reynolds, who, um, <laughs> funny enough, who is a gay man playing a straight actor in this uh, movie. So that was kind of a fun little toss up there. But I love this character. I loved it when I saw it on Broadway. It was Christopher Sieber. And this character, he constantly brings up the fact that he went to Juilliard. And that's all he talks about. <laughs> It reminded me a little bit of Andy from how he always brings up Cornell from the office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that. That's I associate a little bit. And actually, a fun, a fun moment that they play up in. I thought they did it in the musical as well. Um, they play up this whole idea that this character uh, Oliver's uh, Trent Oliver's from. He was famous from doing this sitcom, which is the exact same thing that Christopher Sieber is famous from. Because although he's been this huge musical sensation. He was famous for being the dad on one of those sitcoms with the Olsen twins. Yeah. So like they kind of play up that little bit of meta humor there, but I thought he did great. And Andrew Reynolds really being the Broadway vet has the, one of the better voices, especially for the men. Um, he's got some fun, big numbers, especially that number in the mall where he's taught. It's Love very, thy neighbor was one of my favorites of this. Of very this. Godspell, right? Which they yeah. play up the whole joke that he's booked a non-ec <laughs> national tour of Godspell. So they're using the bus. Love that number, great number in the mall there. So those are the, the Fab Four there. I thought, you know, they were well cast. I thought they they complimented each other. It definitely worked out well. Um, going up next, we have Keegan-Michael Key. I thought this was smart casting. This is, uh, in the musical, it was an older actor. And the, again, this is one of those heart moments in the, this actually, forgetting the song, there's a song that he gets to sing that essentially talks about how the entertainment business is a place for an escape. And it's something that like, we look to you to escape our humdrum, dull lives to have a bit of magic. And it almost made me a little teary-eyed because I was just missing the theater so much thinking about this. But I think he he was, you know, really well cast and I thought he had a pretty good voice. I liked I liked him in this movie. Well, it's funny then the first time you ever hear him saying it was uh, some of his uh, roots doing uh, guest starring on Whose Lines It Anyway. Mm-hmm. And he, he has that voice, but he has that energy that no matter yes. what he does, he just really brightens up the screen. So that was a great, great addition as well. And I bet it must have been fun when he was reading the script and everything and finding out, oh, I get to kiss Meryl Streep. <laughs> Lifelong dream done. Hey, <laughs> I, she's in, she's a much older gal, but Hey, if I could say I was, I had on screen, Ghost of Meryl Streep, one of the great lady of the silver screen. Hey, 
I'll take That's it. right. Uh, we, uh, next we have, we have Kerry Washington. She's kind of the villain character, if you will. She's like she, the she's like the father <laughs> from Footloose. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. This is kind of like a newer take of Footloose in a way, except without dancing. It's just about having everyone to go to a prom. She's like the the head of the PTA. She's the the kind of the annoying one that very much thinks there should be only a prom the way it's supposed to be with straight couples. And if if they want to have a prom, they can have their own gay prom. Yeah. And she's really this, you know, kind of just the way her head is set still in her probably the way she was raised and, you know, in her ways. And she just doesn't see she doesn't see the side of why it's important to have inclusion. And and the thing is, the way that the musical in the movie kind of sets it up. They kind of set it up like the entire school is straight couples minus one gay couple, yeah. which is like kind of far fetched. Like even well, in a small town. Well, yeah, I mean, because they set it in a town in Indiana, like, and it's a little far fetched. But then, as you see, as it comes up later, when the main character she reaches out to everyone and tells mm-hmm. her story. All, they when they make their you know later on you see a lot of these uh, couples which i think that was i think they got real couples to come in and you know for that filming which was i thought that was mm-hmm. really special very nice um thing. but you're going to the couple themselves uh ariana debose and joe ellen peltman who's playing our lead here is emma they were the two uh young girls and um i thought you know she had she was very starry-eyed bright-eyed i thought she had a lot of hope in her face and i liked her I liked her sweet side, you know, she's, she's dealing with all this stuff in her hometown and it's just like, it feels like there's no escape. And then even though these musical theater people come into town and try to help, they also cause just as much mayhem as they do to try to help. And so we see a lot of like of that, that um, longing for where to belong and just, you know, doing it in her own way. I think that was also special is, you know, I know for the the gay community, it's such an importance. And we talked about this on Happiest Season. It's such an important uh, moment for when you decide to come out. And she's very much on the side of, I want to do it in my own way. I don't want to do it how people are telling me to do it. So I thought it was well cast. Overall, the cast was really well done. And I think they all, you know, complimented each other pretty well. No, absolutely. And I, I, I was very just blown away with, the talent and the voices, and for me, first time seeing the source material, I I really fully enjoyed all the songs, and there was just never a dull moment. I mean, for a, it's a long film, but like when you see a lot of these musicals, they're pretty long. You know, usually you have like a little bit of like a little bit of break, mm-hmm. uh, but I thought it didn't drag, and it was just a very high energy. I also love a little shout out to Zillianople, Pennsylvania which is literally 20 minutes from my house. So there you go. <laughs> that was good. But yeah, I was really glad that we chose this film because uh, to, to, I never heard of this uh, until you said, oh, they're doing Well, the fun thing is the the guys who, who wrote and did this, um, the music and lyrics, uh, the team behind that, at least the music, Matthew Scalar, um, other projects they've worked on is the musical of The Wedding Singer, which, you know, we love Adam Sandler and also Elf the Musical. So oh, wow. um and it just shows like they there's such a great I think in this one, especially there's such this detail, uh, you know, attention to detail about what style of music, musical theater they're representing in each song. And the thing is, the whole show as a whole, there's songs from like every decade of musical theater. Like they have classic old Hollywood 
to big belting diva to funny uptempo godspell to jazzy fossey to songs of today there's a lot of songs that you know are kind of more of the new brand with like dear evan hansen and stuff so it was a great combo and all that and you know when it comes to a musical movie when it comes to the big numbers you're gonna have a lot of uh, a lot of people, a lot more than you're going to have on a stage uh, for dancers. And they definitely, they went very full out with um, the dancers they got to really fill out these shots to make a you know, huge ensemble of people dancing. Yeah. And I like the touch of with the, especially the prom scenes where they're doing kind of like a little bit more of a techno, you know, mm -hmm. hip hop kind of style. So that was really cool. And uh, the choreography was fantastically done. I was really blown away by that. Yeah. So, I mean, I was, I was, you know, I was intrigued. I'm always intrigued when it comes to a musical being uh, put into a movie. I know uh, next year I'm very excited. We're having In the Heights uh, done by Emmanuel Miranda is coming out. Uh, but it's always it's always tricky, as we talked about that. You know, sometimes the the the, the scary part sometimes is they're going to go too big. They're going to be too and not, you know, when you when you go to see a musical, although it's, you know, often like this one is a very big, flashy musical. It's because you're in this smaller theater. It feels so close. You feel this connection to the cast. You feel this sense of, you know, you're there as opposed to a movie theater where it can be like very big and, you know, it's huge. So I thought those, they just did the right amount of blend of keeping it definitely do the over the top points because that's a big part of this, but not have it too much. Yeah, you're right. And I think there's always a tough way to blend, you know, what makes a musical very successful uh, live musical to um, how can it replicate that or create something unique on the screen. But I thought this did very well. Again, not having seen the actual live production you have, how would you say uh, they compare? Um, I thought they did pretty well. I will say seeing the Broadway musical for the first time, way outdid the first time seeing this only because I really had no expectations. I knew the basic plot. I hadn't heard one song and it, it blew me away. And the thing was, of course, with a musical, it's a little more over the top acting because you're playing to the back row. Whereas with a camera right in your face, you're not going to play it as big. Like the actor um, Brooks, who played Barry on Broadway, was much flashier and over the top than James Corden. And I will say it was much funnier because of that. Like it just played into the character more. But you know, you have to dumb it down a little with the with the camera. So it definitely had all the right moments here. They didn't cut a lot of music, which I appreciate. Sometimes these musical to movies, they cut a bunch of songs. It was pretty much the whole uh, set of songs. And um, yeah, and I, I was I appreciated that they kept pretty much everything. I think Ryan Murphy knew this was one of those gems. Well, I'm, I'm glad that I was able to experience it. I hope that everyone else out there gets to check it out again as we continue to be in this time where streaming is the big option, get to enjoy the power of movie musicals and the power of a Broadway musical uh, from the comfort of your own home. And um, I would hope though, that uh, if, you know, they do continue to do the musicals like that, I hope that they continue to do uh, even in the style of like Hamilton, where they can, you know, play the original cast productions and things like that. I think that would be good. But for first time seeing this, I was very, very impressed. That was really well done. I would definitely listen to the CD or go watch this again because uh, it was uh, getting me wanting to dance and tap those toes. Yeah, I think it'd be fun for you to then go listen to the the Broadway CD to see how it compares because um, yeah. there's some great, great actors in that as well. But 
definitely i think yeah this time with the holidays just a fun musical with a, a great message and definitely some heart a lot of laughs uh go check out the prom now streaming on netflix and that was this week's potential pick thanks for listening to the potential podcast you can follow us on instagram and facebook at the potential podcast or on twitter at the potential pod or you can email us Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.